You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. You're listening to Mike on the Mic on GGR Pirate Radio. I'm full, and yet I know if I stop eating this, I'll regret it. It's four-leaf clover. Make a wish. Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. This is called Pirate Radio. And now, your host, Mike Luxford. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this is another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. Guys, it's a special episode we got for you today. We're doing an interview with a independent filmmaker. Uh, he's done some pretty cool horror movies, some short movies. Um, he's actually working on a comic book as well. He was nice enough to send uh, a copy to me so that I could review it and take a look at it. It's really awesome stuff, but everybody, warm round of applause for Mr. August Aguilar. Hi. Hi, guys. Well, thanks for all, all the all the fake hand applause that just you know got played there. So, <laughs> so August, first off, man, hey, thank you for reaching out to us. Um, like any good interviewer, uh, I I gotta know how did you hear about us in the first place? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it was um, it was actually through Facebook. I was yeah. um, I'm I'm involved with a lot of different groups just between you know comic book stuff and the film groups and all that and uh recently we just got this second book out and i've been just wanting to kind of get it into more people's hands uh i had a lot of um comic conventions i was lined up for this year uh, unfortunately you know with everything that ha- that's been happening uh i wasn't able to go those got canceled so i was like well i just want to get these books out anyway so i just started posting on these facebook groups essentially just asking if uh you know, there's anyone out there who does comic book reviews and uh, or who are interested in looking at our stuff. So, you know, because I, I just send them out, send out as much as I can. Uh, so someone actually referred me to you guys um, and they just posted, I, I guess, your link, uh, your website. And I just looked it up. I was like, oh, these, these guys sound great. And then I just uh, shot you an email just to see what I could do. So. Nice. Yeah, like, <laughs> before we get in, like to the meat and the potatoes of the interview, it's like it's always it's always so amazing to me because like this is all like very organic for us. Like we not like myself, because uh, um, I'm one of the co-founders um, and the other co-founder, like we worked together in like a corporate office and like we had nothing to do with anything like this at all. And for it to have grown outside my circle of friends and family members is like kind of amazing to me to think yeah. that there's like people that I don't even know that are like, hey, you should check out GGR. And I'm like, wow, that's so it's just kind of like it's kind of like mind blowing to think that like this is how we got connected is from somebody completely outside of my circle of friends that was like, hey, you should check out this website. And yeah, so that's always an exciting feeling. And you should be proud. And I and I think that is really cool for, um, you know, creators like us that you know when we do put our work out there and then we do get some sort of referral by someone we never knew it is it is really uh heartwarming and uh, feels cool so yeah but that was that's just how it happened and i'm glad that you uh are uh, getting excited about you know how that happened of course yeah and more importantly here because this interview is not about me it's not about ggr this is about you so i want to talk to you because honestly man i'm fascinated by what you're doing and i watched your show 
film, um, and I wish I could remember exactly what the title was, but I definitely watched it. The one with um, the girl driving home uh, after going out with her friend and uh, essentially like almost runs over a monster. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I think that's the book I sent you too. So um, that's the passenger. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really interesting stuff, but kind of give me your, your backstory here. How did you get into doing this in the first place? Is this something that you've always wanted to do? Is this something you've been doing for years or was it just on a whim one day you're like, I'm going to make a horror movie? You know, it's honestly a combination of all three of those. Uh, like I grew up as a kid, you know, fascinated with movies, fascinated with um, wanting to make movies. Uh, writing was a big part of my life. So uh, I was always a uh, really, really into movies and had my mom's, you know, home camera I took and I was making little home videos with it. And as I got older, I started doing the same and editing little, you know, home movies together and whatnot. Uh, so I was always really passionate about films and stories. And I remember telling my friends and family that I wanted to make movies, uh, even in high school. Um, but it wasn't till like college. Uh, I did study, like in college, I really like learned about the technicalities of filmmaking and screenwriting and how to edit and whatnot. Um, but you know, I graduated and I ended up working in the news for two years and I kind of just, you know, I didn't have my own gear or anything like that. So I just kind of, the dream of being a filmmaker really wasn't like something I was thinking about every day. I was focused on trying to establish a career and whatnot. Uh, and I just moved to a new city. So everything was just my personal life just felt like very, Hectic, but uh, I wasn't happy in the news, and it was about uh, you know the two years into it, I was working those overnight shifts, uh, like three in the morning to like two in the afternoon, and I was on uh, online, and I saw an ad for the Knoxville Horror Film Festival, and I just thought to myself, you know, that'd be super cool to make a horror film and try to get it into that, and I don't know why it just stuck with me, but. I really loved that idea, and I just ended up writing, and I bought my own camera, and I bought all my gear, and I uh, just started reaching out to people through Facebook and stuff like that, and I ended up putting together a little short, and I quit the news, and I started pursuing filmmaking and uh, my independent projects full-time, and uh, honestly, I mean, I didn't expect to kind of go the route I did, Um, and a lot of the opportunities I've gotten is stuff that I never thought or dreamed of before, so it's... uh, it was, like I said, kind of just a whole combination of always wanting to do it, but then never taking a chance and thinking it was possible until you just start going for it. But. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely kudos to you, man, because it is not easy to essentially because there's so many people like we all I always think of like people as like, you know, your, your current self, whatever your current age is. But like all of those dreams you had as a kid essentially are like manifested as like more or less like personalities within you. And like when you finally get to do something like let's say you're 35 and you finally do the thing that you had dreamed to do when you were 15, it's like you're, you're, you're gratifying that 15 year old. And like, it, it's, it's cool to, to hear that you were like, yeah, this is what I wanted to do. And then, you know, life happened and yeah. And now you're finally getting to do it. So, I mean, definitely kudos to you, man. Um, tell me, tell me a little bit about the film festival though. How did it go? Like, how was the movie received? Yeah. I mean, you know, it was a really interesting experience. Um, it was my first official, um, short film outside of school. You know, I did films in college and whatnot, but looking back at those are pretty silly. Um, but like <laughs> the first film I did taking serious, uh, doing it all on my own and everything, uh, it got in the fe- film festival. Uh, honestly, we had a really, really good reaction. Uh, we were, you know, nominated for, uh, 
one of the best local regional films. And uh, awesome. And uh, it, it it has plenty of its own you know mistakes now that I look at. I've I've grown a lot as a filmmaker since then. But uh, it's got its own little charm. You can definitely see where my directing was, um, what I started learning and what I'm doing now and. The horror element was just really exciting for me because I never really made a horror film before, and uh, we just came up with this really, really crazy character called The Stranger, and we built this lore around him, this backstory, and even when I ended the film, you can kind of see that it, it could go somewhere else as a sequel and a series of things. And I just got really excited with that idea of wanting to just do more. I got so excited about bringing a character back or thinking of another story that could tie into this and uh after it got released on the or after it was premiered at the film festival uh it got picked up by a couple other places and then like a uk publishing website did an interview with me which i thought that was really neat um and then it just kind of floated out online for a while and then i just started diving into the next project and i just couldn't stop i just <laughs> just kept going so yeah that's i mean again fantastic man so so tell me, like, currently, because, like, looking at um, looking at Passenger, Passenger has been out for a while now. It looks like it's been out for about three years. Um, I guess it'll be three years here in October. Um, what are you currently working on? Well, currently, um, you know, since the pandemic hit and everything, we, we really did have to, like, shut everything down and whatnot. Yeah. That's the priority, obviously. We want everyone to be safe and comfortable and whatnot. Um, so currently, there's nothing, like, that we're going out next week and shooting, we're kind of just getting back our meetings together and we're um, just like plotting out what we want to do. We did have a shoot lined up last, I guess it was April, but you know, that had to get canceled. Um, but I uh, just, I just spoke with um, a guy. One of our bigger goals was to um, adapt someone else's story under the strange films banner. Yeah. Uh, and I just kind of secured that with another uh, filmmaker up north. So I'm uh, in the process of writing a new script, adapting someone else's story under the Strange Films banner. Um, and then everything else is really just a lot of behind the scenes stuff. We're just working on building our brand out virtually. Uh, we're actually about to start our own little talk show uh, and YouTube show, uh, get our podcast going back and whatnot. Um, I've got tons of scripts ready to go. It's just a matter of when the community is ready to start feeling comfortable going out again and filming and whatnot. And uh, that's not really a rush to get, you know, get going with. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we've always got different things that we can and are working on. But at the moment, I can't announce like, oh, we're about to you know, launch <laughs> this next thing just because I, of the situation that's going on at the moment. Yeah, everything's kind of in flux right now. There's it, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so is it is it just horror that you guys do, or do you do you branch out into other genres? Is is like, yeah, um, honestly, it is a multimedia genre, multimedia production company. Um, we don't really just stick with horror. I mean, Strange Films, the name came up whenever I made the first film. There's something down the road. Um, I had the character called the Stranger, and I was trying to think of like, okay, well, on my credits, you know, who, how am I representing this film? And I was like, you know, what, Strange Films, that sounds fun and uh and i just ran with it and it, you know it's caught on a following it's caught on a lot of uh you know really interesting uh perspectives in it and uh people do expect that all we do is horror and we do have a lot of horror content don't get me wrong but i have personally um i make 
other films. I like making other films like comedies and dramas and indie vibe films. Um, I work with a lot of musicians. I do tons of music videos. Um, I do uh, documentaries and, uh, you know, I work with kind of just about anything I can get my hands on. Um, I work with artists and uh, we do the comic books and uh, even future strange films story aren't necessarily going to be under the horror genre but it could have it could have like mostly a indie or comedy dramatic effect but maybe have something weird in it you know that makes it strange or something so um i don't like to think that we're only a horror company uh especially if they looked under my name and they saw all the other amount of work i put out um but strange films is just like the banner it's the, I gotcha. yeah. it's the production team and we and we you know we'll continue running everything underneath it yeah, I mean, and this is the main reason why I wanted to have an interview with you instead of just going over the comics, because again, and let me let me compliment you on these too. The the art is is super interesting. Um, did you who ended up doing the uh, the artwork for this? Is this you or is this somebody else? Not me, thank you. Um, I have an artist, a good friend of mine. His name is Tim Sparvero. Um, yeah. lives in New Jersey, and mm-hmm. uh, I got linked up with him through a mutual friend about uh, three years ago, and he designed my logo for Strange Films. He designed a couple posters for me, and uh, it was just back in 2018. I, you know, I was talking to him about possibly making a comic book uh, based off one of our films, Cindy's Birthday Party, and uh, he was just super excited to be a yeah. part of it. So we just worked together on that one, and then we worked together again on Passenger and. He does a lot of my logos and artwork now. So yeah, both Passenger and Cindy's Birthday Party are the two that you sent me, and I really enjoyed both of them. Um, it's it, so essentially the goal with these comics is, is to kind of tie together. It, it's more of a multimedia experience. It's not just hey, check out our films, check out our films, check out our comics. The comics support the films. We're gonna have a podcast. We're gonna, like all of this stuff is like you're trying to build your own little like Kevin Smith esque empire here. It sounds like. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm trying to do, man. Uh, yeah, it is a multimedia experience. Um, so just for example, with Cindy's birthday party, we've got, uh, you know, Cindy's birthday party, the film came out first, but mm-hmm. we ended up making a comic book. We have an original song that's based off Cindy's birthday party that's out there. It's electronic mixed. Um, I have a music composer who makes original music for all my films and splices actual like samples and dialogues from the film into the song. Uh, so there's like a music, there's art, there's a, uh, you know, the comics and then there's the film itself. And, you know, we've got behind the scenes stuff that we look into and do uh, talk about. We've got, like you said, the podcast and everything. So it is a multimedia experience on all these different productions because I am a firm uh, like believer and uh, I get inspired by different forms of media. Um, I get inspired by music and artists and and everything. So I want to combine all these different creators together and people and create a unique experience for a production and have it, you know, spread out in multiple to multiple different kinds of audiences. Um, so the comic books, it is a direct adaptation. Um, Passenger, I actually added a couple extra pages in the beginning and at the end just to kind of flesh out the world a little bit more. Um, but it's an adaptation and it's hopes to, you know, hopefully later on down the road when we have some more fans and more following to uh, uh, resources to keep producing stuff like that. You know, we can expand on those stories through uh, more films and more um, books and stuff like that. So like when you're looking at kind of like the big picture uh, of all of this, of like five years down the road, um, like where do you want this to be? Like what, what do you see 
being like, this is where, you know, we've made it. Or, or like, is there ever going to be a spot like that where you're happy with what you have? Are you going to continue to try to grow and continue to try to do things that you haven't done? Or is it going to be once we get these films off the ground and they and th- then we're good? I mean, you know, I don't think for me there's ever going to be that sort of plateau where I'm just fully, you know, like happy with everything and just wanting to just say, okay, that was it. You know, I'm great. Um, I think for me, I, I am always kind of thinking a little bit outside the box of what I've done and what I want to do and different kind of projects I want to take on and different kind of people I want to work with and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I think with strange films, it can be a production company that caters to different creators and different, you know, stories and uh you know bringing on other people's work under our our you know channel and uh, as well as creating our own um i believe that we can be something that really helps independent scene um and i'd like to expand on everything that we've already done and, and amplify it i mean i really do try to i like the uh the shared universe concept of films especially you know the mcu and whatnot so strange films is a shared universe of films and stories and like passenger is a sequel to there's something down the road and Cindy's birthday party has a sequel called happy mother's day and center city is a full series itself in philadelphia um so there's uh i want to just continue expanding on these i call it my phase one two and three plans uh, <laughs> but uh expanding on these adding new stuff um being able to produce other work and whatnot and then and I don't know, just like, I guess I don't have that. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, you know, but I, I do believe just kind of doing and following my instinct and working on this and really just giving it my all. I mean, I think I can get to a point where uh, we are like a, a name for independent, you know, cinema and, and art and stuff like that. Uh, the dream would be like having like Blumhouse Pictures or A24 wanting to pick us up and, you know, or yeah. do feature films and whatnot. But uh, if I can make something uh, successful out of an independent art form, I do like the idea of being like a Kevin Smith in indie filmmaking and just kind of doing whatever I like to do and uh, working on whatever. And uh, we're we're doing is you know opening up a small business in the near future um, here in town. So hopefully that can just kind of go hand in hand with each other as well. So. Okay, you said you opened up a small business. Like as far as like what kind of business? Uh, well, we're planning on opening up this small business here in a couple of years, but eventually, um, you know, it's going to be more of like a community production center as well as having oh, nice. uh, uh, a retail shop and coffee bar for creators as well. You know, having local and independent art, music and film stuff that, that's available for viewing and, and selling and then having a coffee bar for people who just want to come in and have something to drink or eat and then having event space to cater to all of our events and um, other people's events and whatnot and then having like that in-house production so we can continue to do our own stuff as well as produce other people's work. That's cool. Like essentially like almost like a hub or like a uh, like a guild, so to speak, of like independent creators where everybody can kind of commune. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to bl- blend the best elements of everything I've ever been a part of and and things that I like to go do. And then just having this place where people can come together and experience that all at the same time, as well as having a safe place to just hang out and, you know, kick back. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's that's fantastic. Um, and it, I, it, I'm sure that all of this 
quarantine slash coronavirus stuff has thrown a monkey wrench and all of that where it's like, hey, I want to have this place where everybody can come together. Yeah, well, about that, because we can't really do that. Yeah. Yeah, things are definitely taking a little bit longer now to get, you know, in order and whatnot. And our, like I yeah. said, our production and everything definitely put on a halt. So it's, uh, you know... It, I used to be such like a, I need to get this done by this time, you know, but now I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm happy with the progress we've made. I'm happy with the ideas I have. And I think, uh, you know, once the world gets a little easier <laughs> to go outside and, uh, yeah. and we're more comfortable working together, I think we'll just continue to just keep doing, you know, what we're, what we're all about. So. Oh yeah, for sure. So I have a couple of questions for you from uh, one of our uh, editors here at GGR. He's also a uh, an independent filmmaker. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't join us on the interview, but he did have some questions that he wanted me to ask. Sure. Um, so kind of walk me through the creative process for you. Like when from from start like the basically like the the genesis of the whole thing. Like where does where does the idea come from? Are you immediately putting ink to paper on this? Um, yeah, just kind of walk me through it. Yeah, um, the creative process is uh, a little bit scattered-brained as well. I mean, sometimes I get really inspired by a moment that I'm experiencing in real life. Um, sometimes I just watch a movie and I take something from there and I think I run with it in a different scenario and and whatnot. Um, I'm a big fan of you know like '70s and '80s horror, pop culture, and uh, you know comics and everything. So. I like to just try to think of my own ways of creating my own stories and, and whatnot. Um, but you know, my process is when I think of something and I, and I'm really just hung up on it, I have to write it down and the writing can be free associated. It's just, I can write just scattered everywhere or I can write a full script or something. Uh, but once I get that idea down and, get that out of my system if I read it and I really, really enjoy it. I think I can have some potential to film something with it or do something more with it. Um, then I'll kind of bring it across the table with uh, some of my friends as well as my team that works with me. And uh, we'll just, you know, if we decide on it, then that's kind of how it starts. I just start coming up with a game plan of how I'd film it. And I really reach out to a lot of like online groups and whatnot. Facebook, honestly, it's just been my biggest thing through getting actors and whatnot and crew members. But um, I reach out to some people. We've got a great local community here that's really big film scene, and it's pretty easy to get some people together. So when we do that, we just shoot. And I try to treat every project like a big project, no matter if it is something small. I, I do the whole poster treatment. I do the whole try to get original music for it. Um, we talk about it. We do behind the scenes stuff. Um, you know, we make it a whole thing, and then. Uh, about every film I've had has been has had some sort of festival run. So I try to get it at festivals or different screens that I can physically go host somewhere, and uh, we celebrate it, and then we just kind of back it up and go on to the next uh, idea. So it's a uh, it's a it's a number of different steps and and things that we like to do, um, but it can be inspired just from just about anything, I guess. Okay, so there's there's not like a set. I have to do step one, step two, step three. It, it all just kind of comes organic. Yeah, it does. And and a lot of times I'm working on four or five different things at once. I'm in the yeah. middle of something, but I'm also in works with my artists about trying to get this next project done. Or I've got meetings to go do, uh, you know, events and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I, I try. I mean, I don't really try to, but I just end up kind of piling a bunch of different things on me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I just... Uh, you know, I just roll with it. Um, but the 
the, it's not necessarily like a detailed like formula of a plan just to kind of get things done. I mean, I do like to write and like have things ready before I just jump into something. But um, and the writing can take like a, a whole process of a time. But um, besides that, yeah, I, I I'm usually talking to just different people and and kind of talking new ideas and working on new different opportunities with others uh, while we're while we're continuously trying to shoot the next film. Now you were saying that. Um, the area that you're in is really good for the independent scene. You're, you're in Knoxville, Tennessee. Is that correct? Tennessee. Yep. Okay. Are you originally from the area? Cause uh, you mentioned Philly and I, and I yeah. gather that you might be originally from there. I am. Yeah. I'm originally from Philadelphia. I was born there. Um, lived there for a little while, but, um, I moved down to Tennessee when I was younger and I was essentially raised mostly in Tennessee. Um, and about an hour and a half outside of Knoxville. But uh, my dad still lives in Philly, so my whole life I've been up there back and forth numerous times a year and whatnot. But it wasn't until I started um, doing these independent projects in 2016 is when I started taking those opportunities of going to Philly and actually making films up there as well. So we, uh, you know, I still go out about three or four times a year, and we shoot films and music videos and interviews and stuff up there. Uh, we have a whole film series called Center City um, that's nice. set in Philadelphia, and it's a black-and-white film noir series. Uh, so, you know, I but Knoxville is my home base. I do love Knoxville. I love the people here. We've got a really great scene. Um, it's not too big. It's not too small. And uh, people are very, very supportive down here. So, uh, And I like to – I think uh, having this as my home base, but as well as having a following and support group in Philly is really interesting for me. Well, yeah, and, and what's what's – interesting from from the aspect of somebody um like kind of looking from the outside both of those cities have very like supportive art communities like they're they're big like philly is a huge patron of the arts type of city absolutely and same thing with knoxville as well like it's it's kind of cool that you got those two cities kind of mashed up as far as your your creative experiences go um i have a lot of family from philly too so i gotta ask you um if you had to pick one cheesesteak place that's like your go-to in philly like what's what's your place where do you go if you want a good cheesesteak honestly i love going to gyms uh nice yeah that's my number one um i just yeah. i i love their food and i love just walking on you know near south street and just going to it i just i love uh i love gyms i you know growing up pass and Gino's was always like the uh you know, the infamous uh, steak places, Philly cheesesteak places. And, of course, with their big signs and light up, you know, it's hard not to want to go to either one. Um, but there's a lot of uh, small little places that I'll get cheesesteaks from because I try to go somewhere new every time I go up there now. And uh, there's a lot of, like, really small places that, like, have really, really great cheesesteaks. So, but Jim's has always been my, my number one. I did get uh, packs last time I came uh, – last time I went up there back in February, though. So <laughs> – yeah, uh, I've Pat's and Pat's and Gina's has always been like that. That's the touristy place, you know. Go 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 ahead and go there. People that are actually from the area or know the area know the other places. And the fact that you named Jim's, which is like my personal favorite as well, was I'm, I'm very impressed that you chose Jim. Yeah, Jim's so, is a, well done on that one. Well, cool. yeah, yeah, I, I definitely love Jim's. It's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I'm not as familiar with Knoxville. Um, unfortunately, I I think. 
I, the only time I've been in Tennessee was when we went to Gatlinburg on vacation. So what's what's unique about Knoxville? Like other than like, I mean, you got this great art community. Like what, is, what does Knoxville have to, um, that would make it like if someone was going to go there uh, on vacation or they wanted to see the art community, like why would they want to come to Knoxville? Yeah, um, I've been in Knoxville, I guess it'll be my fifth year this fall. And what I really do love about Knoxville is a combination of things, but it's it's got the best of a boat, like a big city and small town vibes. It's like, you know, there's always something to do. There's enough, you know, city landscape to kind of just get lost for the day and just enjoy yourself. And whether you like to just go bar hop or see something um like a, as far as like a, a live show or something like that, or just find some really, really great food. We've got amazing food, uh, great venue spots. Um, and of course the outdoors area is just fantastic. It's beautiful here. Um, you know, I'm, I love going hiking. I love running and uh, being by the river and stuff. And we've got all those options, any direction you turn to essentially. Um, so it's like, I mean, we've got the sun sphere is like our monument, you know, um, and yeah. it, up there and look at the city and whatnot but i guess like for me i couldn't really give you that specific like you got to come here and do this you know uh situation i just think that if you i could give you like great recommendations go to eat and go see things but i think if you just kind of hang out in town for a day you've got literally great like a community of people that are always very very friendly it's very um diverse people are from all over the world here there, you know people from everywhere and uh, you can just find, like, an endless amount of entertainment to do or just kind of kick back and take it easy and just hang out, you know, outside if that's what you like to do. Um, and plus, yeah, we are only about 45 minutes to an hour away from Sevierville and Gatlinburg and Pitch and Forge and all that. So you can, like, go to a really, really big tourist attraction just in, within the hour. Um, and then we're a central hub uh, as far as traveling goes we're only about two and a half hours away from nashville atlanta uh asheville and chattanooga and all that so um i just think it's a really easy accessible spot um good people good food and good art like i said there's always art music and film going on here and it's uh it's a lot of fun to see yeah that's awesome it sounds like it's really kind of like the a, a really good central spot where you can go do anything there but then there's also the other places that you mentioned as well so you're not not too far from any of the action regardless of what you're looking for yeah when you're when you're doing movies is that something that you try to convey is the the locale that you're recording you want that essentially like a lot of times like you'll see the area itself essentially becomes a character is that something you try to shoot for or do you want them to make it like the this could be any anywhere usa or anywhere in the world when you're filming um i guess it depends on the shoot like center city is very philadelphia essential yeah. uh we half the story is being in philly and just seeing the different scenery up there um but like there's some films that i've done here in knoxville that are very like woodsy you know lot you know eccentric uh, outdoorsy and whatnot and those can be you know yeah maybe somewhere a little bit more of a roar uh like a woodsy kind of terrain it's somewhere you know maybe around this region or something like that but then we've got a lot of films that really take place indoors uh and whatnot but i do like to what i like to do is i like to have our locations whatever we wherever we do shoot kind of have it a part of the story as um make it just as much of 
an impact that as the characters. Like our film, Happy Mother's Day, it's um, it's all shot in a house essentially. But the house, I like to call it like a house of horrors. Like it's all kinds of really, really weird, crazy stuff going on inside this house. Um, so I guess it just depends. I, I guess ideally, besides the Center City stuff, yeah, anywhere, all these films could be kind of t- taking place anywhere. Which yeah. that's the fun part about strange films is that it's a shared universe of things and these crazy stories and whatnot. So it can like either connect or doesn't have to connect. And that's okay because it's just anywhere in this world. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I do, if I can make an opportunity to show something, uh, as far as location goes, uh, to make an impact of a story, then I definitely will do so. But I don't really seek it out as soon as I start writing or anything like that. Was there a movie that you can like look back on and say, you know what, watching this movie is what made me a film buff and wanted to get into directing or a, a, a script that you read or, or anything like that? Was there like that moment, you know, like so many times you hear stories about things like that, where after I watched this movie, I knew that I wanted to be a director. I wanted to be involved in film. Yeah. Um, that's a hard question because uh, I guess like, I don't know. It, my my film nostalgia and my my what I get inspired and influenced by films are just like I guess I had two different state of minds growing up. I mean, growing up watching films was enough for me to just be like, I love movies so much, I want to make one. You know, I didn't really have that one movie that that stood out to me or anything like that. Um, I do have in my I mean my favorite directors are like you know Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese and and uh, John Carpenter and such, but um, it wasn't until later on in life, like even in recent years, that I've been kind of just like watching a lot of these movies and realizing how much um, how much I do love the aesthetics and the story and you know these characters and how everything's written and framed and everything like that. So, you know, I've got movies now that like really inspire me, like Taxi Driver or something like that. Uh, you know, but. Um, yeah, I guess there wasn't that one specific movie that just made me want to, like, you know, dive into being a filmmaker. I guess it was just the combination of love of movies itself um, in general. All of it, basically, yeah. And, and yeah, like as you would previously, previously mentioned, you'll get your inspiration from music and from, from comics and from all over the place. So, right. yeah. 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 Um, going a little off topic here as far as, like, movies and, and being artistic and creative, um, we here at ggr we're very diverse and we talk about a little bit of everything so comics movies music uh food sports pretty much anything under the sun that you can get geeky about um you've mentioned your love of music do you have and i didn't i should have prepped you for this (laughs) um we always we we love talking about our favorite bands and we'll normally do like a top five like our, our top five favorite bands um off off the cuff like what are some of who are some of your favorite musicians of all time Oh man! So my number one favorite band is Blink One Eighty Two, um, nice. and I love them so much. I got a tattoo of their symbol when I was eighteen, so <laughs> out my shoulder. So uh, that I may or may not regret one day. But uh, I do love Blink One Eighty Two. It's just one of those bands. Ever since I was a kid, you know, and like hearing all the small things was just like that one song that hooked me, you know. And uh, yeah. so. Blink is a, a big influence of mine as far as music goes, um, but I do love, I, I guess I love all kinds of decades of music, so like, I mean, I love anywhere from like Frank Sinatra to, to early jazz stuff going on in the you know, 50s, 60s. Um, I'm a big 90s fan, so 
I love anything that's going on with that uh, in that decade. I'm trying to think of like specifics here, so I'm on the spot. Um, but I had to pull up my Spotify. Oh my gosh. Um, I guess like I just love just about anything. Um, I'm so sorry. I was kind of. No, you're fine, man. There's there, like I said, I didn't prep you for this, so there's no pressure on this at all. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, and then I love the hip hop community as well. So, like, Kid Cudi or Chance the Rapper and whatnot. But um, yeah, uh, I'm just kind of all all around, I guess. But a lot of alternative and classic rock stuff as well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and it sounds like too that like most people roughly, because I'm I'm guessing that you're probably like in your in your 30s, roughly. Is that um, right? Just turned 28, actually. Oh, okay. Well, close to. Sorry. Sorry to uh, sorry to overage you there. But no, you're mo- fine. Most people in their 20s and 30s tend to tend to be that way with music uh, because uh, they were exposed to so much different stuff. So yeah. very eclectic, like you said, from Frank Sinatra to Blink 182 mm-hmm. to Kid Cudi. So it's it's kind of all over the map there. Talking Heads and Tears for Fears and stuff like a big 80s new wave kind of vibes as well. You know. So yeah. uh, I guess it's just. It's just kind of all over uh, in general. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about where we can find your stuff, because I'm sure the listeners are like, man, this guy sounds awesome. I want to check out his movies. I want to check out these comic books. Like, wh- how can they get their hands on your awesome stuff that you're working on? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty accessible. You can go on YouTube. You can type in Strange Films. You can type in August Aguilar, and you'll see... Uh, essentially both those channels um, of all my work between the films and music videos and podcasts and interviews I've done and stuff like that. Um, You can go to strangefilmstudios.com and that's our main website and all of our films are available on there as well to watch uh, as well as like our story and all the interviews and uh, we have like a photo collage of all our fans and stuff like that too. Um, We just launched a new... um, platform called strange news which is essentially like our personal blog um that we can provide updates and behind the scenes stuff as well as uh showcasing different creators and and their their stuff as well um so strangefilmstudios.com on facebook and instagram strange film studios um yeah it's all it's all pretty pretty much out there um all we like to really just give anybody a chance to watch our stuff you know at any time and all of our films are anywhere from three to 15 minutes long so awesome stuff man august thank you so much for your time today man and best of luck to all of the uh with all the work that you're doing on all your films and various other media projects oh thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak with me i really appreciate it and uh good luck with everything you guys are doing too it's awesome stuff thank you for listening to ggr pirate radio make sure you check out our website greatgeekrefuge.com for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been a Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs>